Hi Manraj, welcome to the show. Yeah, hi Pranjit. Thanks for having me here. Today we'll be discussing about your startup, The Money Club. And I would like to start off by first, if you can highlight the problem that you are solving and how big is it and how your currently like users are solving it right now. So we are basically solving the problem of fraud in the chit fund industry. So currently in the offline world, people get together. There's a cashier which gets a group of people together where they pool up money and one by one, they pick up the pooled amount. The problem here is that uh, the cashier basically gets into a Ponzi scheme very quickly and runs away with people's money. And that's the reason why this industry has the reputation that it has today. So what we've done is we have built an artificially intelligent chit fund cashier, which will basically replace this fraudulent cashier with a completely AI-driven and 100% digital cashier through a mobile app called the Money Club, which is available on the Google Play Store now. Now, to answer your question, how large the problem is, the chit fund industry in India, the registered chit fund industry is around 50,000 crores, but the unregistered chit fund industry is around 100 times bigger than this. So, we estimate, and even the president of the chit fund association commented uh, recently, that this unregistered chit fund industry is close to $50 billion. This market can be broken into two parts where we have the registered chit fund industry and the unregistered chit fund industry. The registered chit fund industry is close to 50,000 crores in size. You can say it's close to around 7 to $8 billion. Whereas the unregistered chit fund industry is close to around $45 billion. So the unregistered industry is almost, you know, 10 times bigger than the registered chit fund industry. And this is the market we are going after. Okay. So as I understand, currently the users who are part of a chit fund, so they appoint a person who acts as a cashier. And that's the only way they go about it, right? Or is there any other way? No. See, how it works is that when a group is formed, so there has to be a group owner to lead the group. Basically, the role of the group owner is to hold the bid, collect the money and disburse the money. And most importantly, the role of the cashier is to underwrite the risk of every member in the group. What this means is that whenever a member defaults in a future commitment going forward, the cashier will have to stand guarantee and either get the money from the defaulter or pay from his own pocket. So that's the reason why the cashier is... uh, it needs to be there in every group because somebody has to take the risk of default. Okay, okay. So we have, so in sense, two central figures apart from the members of the uh, chit fund. That is, one is the group owner who orchestrates the uh, movement and the policies perhaps and then the cashier who is underwriting the risks. No, no, the cashier is the group owner. Oh, they are both the same person, all right. Yeah, same person. And he's part of the group as well. So whenever a cashier forms a group, 20 people, Mm -hmm. how it works is that he becomes one of the 20 members in the group. Right. And when they pull up money for doing the function that he's doing, he picks up the first round of money without bidding for it. 
Okay, right, right. So, and as I understand, there is a monthly commitment to this, or is that month time frame is also depending on the group as such? Right? No. So, how it works mostly in the offline world is that the group typically meets once a month, pools up the money, mm-hmm. and conducts a bid, and the winner is declared, winner is and cool. the winner takes the pool amount. Right. So, I was mentioning that the cashier, as you mentioned, underwrites the risk of the members. paying up monthly right who correct suppose in our case they pay up monthly correct and then there is another part as well where in the monthly auction whoever wins the auction gets the pool of money collected in that month right and so he has also to pay up yeah so every time there is an auction mm-hmm. there is a winner of the auction which collects the pooled amount right and the remaining members of the group they contribute to the winner okay Okay, and anyway, the winner is directly decided to straight through bid. That's it. Or no, there are various formats that I have seen going around in the country. Sometimes it is decided through lottery system, where there's a chit. That's how the name came up in this industry. Mm-hmm. They used to put a list of chits in a pot and pick up a lottery. Or sometimes I have seen where people get together and they discuss amongst themselves as to who needs the money the most, and then they hand over the pot of money to the the guy who needs it the most. Mm-hmm. And the third format, which is rather the most interesting format, is where they come together and they bid for the pool amount. Okay. And when I say they bid, it means that so let's say there's a pot of one lakh rupees where twenty people are contributing five thousand rupees each. Mm-hmm. the bid typically starts with 1% of the pooled amount mm-hmm. and it keeps going up depending on who needs the money the most okay got it so in the interest of the audience who are new to chit funds so what are the payoffs for the members and uh, the winner of the auction or the one wh- whoever gets the money it's like for them to keep is that correct understanding yeah, yeah so so let's say 20 people put 5000 create a pool of 1 lakh so this 1 lakh can be picked up by any one of them mm-hmm. and uh, so let's say the highest bidder bid 19000 rupees right. just for calculation sake right. now he will put 19000 rupees on the table right. and pick up that 1 lakh and this 19000 rupees mm-hmm. gets split among the remaining 19 members so everybody gets 1000 rupees back right so what effectively what has happened is they have contributed 5000 and picked up 1000 rupees as interest in the account right and the 5000 which they have initially put up do they get that back at subsequent period of time yes so every round there is a bid so for example round 1 one guy picks up mm-hmm. then round 2 again 19 people will be able to bid 20 won't be able to bid because the first round winner can't bid anymore mm-hmm. Okay. So round two, nineteen people bid, mm-hmm. and uh, one guy picks up the money. Round three, eighteen people come and bid. Okay. So by the time you finish twenty rounds, everybody has actually picked up the pot one. Okay. Good. And as you can imagine, that the last guy mm-hmm. who picks up the money ends up as the net investor in this whole group because he has contributed in each of the preceding rounds and picked up interest from each of the preceding rounds. And in the twentieth round, when he he gets he picks up the pot, he picks it up without bidding against any anybody else. Right. Right. Great. So, with that context, can you now highlight how your solution works and what are the key features of it? Yeah. So, what we've done is now, if you see the role of the cashier, the role of the cashier is to form the group, collect the money, hold the bid, and disburse the money to the bid winner. That's the role, and that's in the offline world, they do this in the form of cash because they do this illegally. Right. So they don't want any, you know, traceability. So they do this in cash. Right. so which means that people have to physically go to the cashier they have to physically give him the cash the bid is done at his place and then he physically hands over the 
pot of money to the winner. That's how it works. Now, what we have done is we have completely digitized the whole process and we have removed the cashier from the whole picture, which means that users can now download an app called the Money Club from the Play Store and fill up a small form. And then our verification team calls them up. Uh, if they get verified, every user is started on a money clubbing journey where they start with small amounts first and slowly start going to bigger and bigger pooled amounts as they start building a transaction history on the platform. Right. The small pooled amount is as small as 1,000 rupees of pooled amount and the biggest pooled amount on our platform today is around 1.5 lakh rupees. Okay, that sounds good. So do the users join an existing club itself or like is it one single club or do, can they form different clubs within your app or can I form a private club? Yeah, users can't form clubs on their own today okay. on the platform. Of course, this is a feature we will be launching in the near future. Okay. So today how it works is users uh, fill up the form, they get verified and then our matchmaking algos kick in where we matchmake users from all across the country into money clubs based on their respective journeys, right? So somebody might have started today, whereas somebody might have started probably five months ago. So the person who started five months ago would probably be getting an invitation to join a bigger amount money club because he's already built a transaction history. Whereas somebody who's starting today will get an access to a small amount. So that's how it works. Got it, got it. So on that note, let's discuss about the AI part of your solution and how you're uh, leveraging AI to improve or uh, make your solution effective. Yeah, so see, the way we are looking at AI or way I look at AI is, uh, you know, very simple. So every model has some intelligence inbuilt into it. And in our case, there are different parts of the model. We'll see different pieces of intelligence inbuilt in them. So for example, today we have users logging into our app from around 400 or 450 or different cities. And we have crossed over 70,000 downloads. So today we have adequate data point to at least run the first cut of our AIP. Now, when we were onboarding users earlier, we, we used to call each user when they fill the form. And we call them and verify them. But now using the AIP, so earlier we used to make two phone calls. Now okay. we plan to reduce this to zero phone calls. Today we are at one phone call. Okay. But uh, using this AIP, now we are able to statistically predict as soon as the user fills up the form that this guy is a good user for us on the platform. And we focus our efforts only on the good users. That's a very legitimate and I think that really reduces the overall cost as well as the time for a user to get on board on your app, right? So that's really helpful. That's correct. So that is one area of where we are seeing this AI intervention. See, the other area of intervention is built in default. Right. Today, I have adequate data points of all the users with history on the platform. I can feed that into my AI code, train the model properly. And if the model is trained well, I can predict which user is going to default okay. going forward and our default rate will go down. Okay. Okay. So those are the key two use cases you'd say you'd identify AI application right now? I would add one more immediately to it. So the third use case is basically the money clubbing journey. See, what we do is whenever a user is on his journey on the money club platform, we capture attributes of that user with every transaction he makes on the platform. Okay. So attributes like what is his weighted average transfer time, what is his average bid percent, how many times he's come in to attempt to pick up the pot, pooled amount, what is his risk factor. 
total contribution so far, number of clubs he's closed so far, and so on. So these are the data points which constitute as attributes, which feed into our model, and this model throws up a money clubbing limit. Got it. Just like you know the limit on the credit card that you see, but this limit is very dynamic and it changes with every transaction a user makes on the platform. Right. Right. Now, with that money clubbing limit, the invitation algo comes in, looks at the money clubbing limit of the user, and then extends an invitation for to him to join the next money club. All right. So that's how the whole algorithm is working. All right. Behind. Great. So that's great to know. Now, yeah, the third AI piece is actually going to be in this money clubbing limit model, where we want to build intelligence into how the money clubbing limit to be assigned to every user based on the attributes that they have exhibited. Okay, so can we take uh, say a couple of use cases? Uh, example, like your first use case, wherein uh, AI has greatly helped you to reduce, and on the way of eventually completely making your verification process automated and helping the customer offboarding process in a great way. So, what is the kind of data that we are looking at in that use case, and how we did we go about uh, building up the data for that to enable that use case? So the kind of data that we capture is, you know, basic demographic data. Okay. Things like, uh, you know, where he's from, which city he's from, what is his age group, what is his monthly income, his knowledge about the concept, whether he's done this in the past. And so, so these basically contribute as attributes that feed into our uh, AI model. All right. And we are getting this data directly from the user input as he goes about putting his data for the verification purpose. Yeah, yeah, right. correct. Okay. And what about some like insights that are coming out from your initial AI work regarding the use case you mentioned, wherein you are deciding the limit for the each individual member? So, were the primary predictors for getting to know how much? higher limit should be set to a member. Any insights on that angle from your data? Yeah, yeah. we do see concentration or the higher weightages being assigned to certain attributes. So, for example, one attribute that has come out very clearly is the concept awareness. So, if a guy knows the concept and or he's heard about it or he's done it in the past, mm-hmm. that guy typically turns out to be a very good user for us. Okay. Interesting. And how do you capture that information to understand that this person is aware of chit fund? Is it just a simple question to the user or you evaluate the user's knowledge about chit fund? We do both. So today we just post a simple question on the form and we make it mandatory for the user to answer it. And uh, if he understands the concept, he typically says yes. If he doesn't, he says no. And this data has been very coherent for us. So, which means that users typically do not lie about this or do not give us wrong answers. Right. So, actually, when we launch this model, we also are making phone calls. So, see, in the Indian context, people really want to talk to someone, a physical person, before they can actually trust a platform like Money Club. So, we make that phone call, we talk to the guy. We also, when we're talking to the guy, we evaluate his understanding about the concept. So that's how we know that the answers that the users are giving is actually correct. Yeah, so that's an important point you brought up actually. So yeah, go ahead. the human-machine collaboration actually. So I don't think still we are in most of the AI use cases, which I also see, that the automated part can completely do away without having a human interaction, at least in most of the use cases. 
that's still very important for us humans and uh, i think it's evident in your use case as well uh, pretty well yeah see as long as it's um, see for us the use case that we are discussing is to do with trust right users need to trust the platform and if if we remove a user interface completely the trust deficit will go up right and has it also happened that you have set a limit for a user and then a user might have come back to you said saying that no no i am eligible for a much higher limit why have you given me such a limit as such point coming out from is why a model may have predicted that this user should be given this limit but then why did it make that prediction so have you ever faced such a situation yeah we do we do so there are times when users come and tell us that no i can contribute 10000 rupees a month whereas our model has given him a limit of like say 5000 rupees a month now when things like this happen so the good part here is that the user is hungry for more and that hunger keeps him going on, on on the platform right so that this actually increases the stickiness of the product and if the user really persists and says that no you please reevaluate we ask him to submit more data to us we capture additional data points and feed that into the algorithm and if we find that genuinely the limits can be increased then we make intervention and increase it right that also uh, actually as you mentioned contributes back to the feedback mechanism for the model itself uh, so as to improve it in future iterations and we could also look into the model interpretive part through certain of this there are certain market algorithms available which basically bring out why a model made a prediction it made so that it becomes easier to explain to the user why we are assigning such a limit or something on those lines so both of them can be beneficial i believe to improving your model some one thing which you are already doing and another thing i think which is also should be on your radar of your uh, data science team i think already yeah that's correct yeah so that's uh, good to know so on the modeling part so what kind of algorithms are you using and is it like how frequently do you uh, model each model uh, do you update see that depends on the number of data points that we have right so okay today we have so once we uh, prepare a model train a model deploy it on on production we see how the model is playing out and if the model is playing out well it the end results are good enough so we don't retrain it but let's say we launch the product out to a different customer set which is going to exhibit different attributes so that is a time when there will be a need to retrain the model okay okay got it so right now it's more of a need based when new features come in or new kind of attributes as you mentioned that come in to the system to model on a new information correct right and these models what kind of like ml algorithms are we using right now so given the data set we seen that neural networks doesn't work for us right now given the scale at which we are in although we would like to go for neural networks okay but for us what is working right now is random forest yeah and in many cases i think uh, simple is also beautiful so while it might be okay to go for a deep learning based approach but the interpretability is very much uh, lost in that case and especially in financial kind of a domain like you are i think the interpretability part of the model is quite important to harp on so yeah yeah, yeah it's serving the purpose for us right now right right 
Okay. So uh, shifting gears now back to our business model. So can you highlight your, about your business, uh, like customer acquisition strategies or who your currently uh, like preferred target customers are and what's your revenue model right now? See, Chit Fund as a product has been used by the lower middle class and the rural population of the country, primarily. So we are not targeting rural India as of now. Our first launch has been to target the urban segment, which is the remaining 40% of the people. And today there are around 150 to 180 million people who engage in Chit Fund. So we are talking about anywhere between 16 to 17 pro users. Okay. And if we look at 40% of them, we are basically targeting around 6 to 8 pro users right now with this product. Okay. And the user demographic profile is uh, lower middle class, earning between 20,000 rupees to 40,000 rupees a month. And 65% of them are actually salaried. And the remaining 30 and 35 odd percent are self-employed. These are self-employed people are those who run in small community center shops like a mobile repair shop or a grocery shop or, you know, a milk booth, things like that, businesses like that. Okay. Okay. And how we are going about to acquire them? Today, when we started off, we started using digital ads and that worked well for us. So through Google and Facebook, people were searching for online bid funds. We caught them, caught their attention and we got them onto our app. And over time, what we have realized is that, you know, the uh, this model works best with an agent promotion model, something like an LIC agent. Right. So if we have a network of agents across the country to promote the product, that is the best model for customer acquisition. And recently we launched an our agent model where we acquired around 1400 agents in 30 odd days from around the country. That's great. So today we have seen that, yeah, post-COVID, people are sitting at home, they want additional sources of income. And we just told them that, you know, you're sitting at home, you can earn up to 10,000 rupees just by referring users to Money Club. That's seeing good traction for us right now. Great, great. And what is your average, like, uh, user contribution on a monthly level till now? On the platform? So anywhere between um, 8,000 to 10,000 rupees a month. Okay. And finally, so how do you see this uh, chit fund industry moving in the next three to five years and the contribution of AI to this industry? How is the industry overall shaping up as per you? I think this is a sunrise moment in the chit fund industry. See, the chit fund industry has been in existence for over 50 years right now. The Chit Fund Act that uh, governs the Chit Fund industry itself is 1982. So let's assume that the industry has been governed since 1982, but people have been pooling money for over centuries in India. Right. In fact, around the world. Right. So till now, what has happened is that, you know, registered Chit Fund companies like Sriram Chits, Barushari Chits, Kapil Chits, Magdarshi, these are big players in South India who have AUMs of upwards of 5,000 to 10,000 crores. And they have been operating through a very hyper-local model where, you know, they go and set up a shop, just like a bank, a local bank. They go and set up a shop in a community market and they say that we are a chit fund company with a license. You guys can come in and start depositing money here and you can pick up the pooled amount. So this industry has been operating for the past 50 years through a very manual mode. You know, hyper-local, manual, physical touch points. And the technology intervention in this industry has been very minimal. I would say the chit fund industry is at least 20, 30 years behind in terms of technology compared to the banking system. 
so you can imagine how far behind we are in this space got it but having said that companies like us there are companies like uh, there are four players in the chit fund industry that have emerged right now in the last 3 4 years so we have companies like kaipot chitmouth finlog money club that have come up which are trying to introduce technology from various standpoints so chitmouth is one company which has built a blockchain for the telangana state government okay now whenever chit fund companies operate in a uh, so chit fund is a state subject so you have to go and apply to a particular state to basically get the license and then you start operating based on the state guidelines which is almost similar all across the country now when the chit fund companies have to comply with the state government they actually have to go and comply with you know huge bundles of paperwork and the state government of telangana found this as very cumbersome they wanted to digitize the whole process so they got in a company called chitmunks and they said why don't you build a blockchain for us and all the chit fund companies will plug into this blockchain and all the compliance will get digitized okay and by doing that we can we will also be setting up a you know a credit bureau for the industry which never exists the telangana government built a blockchain where now all the chit fund companies across the state are plugging into it and it is compulsory for them to manage all their compliances through this blockchain right so as you can see that in the whole industry and also lately the government has passed a latest amendment to the chit fund act in 2019 where it allows people to attend auctions through digital means okay earlier the auction was supposed to be attended physically and people had to come in and sign but now uh, government realized that you know this model you know is not most conducive going forward so they introduced an amendment to the act the government is also understanding that the act is antiquated the industry has moved forward new technologies are coming into the space so they are also trying to adopt in terms of the regulatory environment so on one hand the government is trying to come up with new regulations which is pertinent to the current times and on the other hand we have good fintech companies coming up like money club like us like you know, we trying to bring ai into this whole picture things like this never existed for centuries in india you're right it's important as you mentioned and very good to know that the support of government and regulatory frameworks is there that's really an impetus and on the other side it could have been a good blockage also so good to know that that impetus is there i think that really opens up for this industry to be disrupted by technology as you mentioned it's an age old industry in india ripe for innovation and it taps the market where the population of the target audience is huge and in a done right way can be beneficial to many correct correct so that's great to hear and great to know uh, the impact that the money club is creating in this industry utilizing ai i'm sure that we will cross new roads and will have good progress in the coming years yeah i mean in the last 12 months we have seen phenomenal growth i mean we have grown 400% in the last 12 months that's great and we predict that our growth rate on an average for the next 5 years will be at least at 5x every year okay and our vision is to become the biggest chit fund company in the country in the next 5 to 6 years great so uh, 
Thanks, Manuraj, for taking out time and talking to us today. It was wonderful getting to know about the chit fund industry and how it's going, uh, getting disrupted with AI. Appreciate it and uh, look forward to our future discussions. Sure, Pranjit. Great. Thanks for having me here. And it was great talking to you as well. Okay. Wish you all the best. Take care. Bye. Thanks.